0: Even back home, years ago, when we were first hanging out together, he'd know if the quarterback was on coke. We'll for twenty. If his girlfriend was knocked up. Twenty times on Columbia. He'd get the wind
1: velocity so he could judge the
0: field goals. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts. You know. He'd be working on this shit day and night. There was nothing about a game he was going to bet that he didn't know. He's got down at six. Got down at six, right? Season after season, the prick was the only guaranteed winner I ever knew. But he was so serious about it all that I don't think he ever enjoyed himself.
1: All right, degenerates. Here he comes, the $100 man with the $1,000 plan. From Orno to Ames to Scottsdale. All your big money dreams stay in play with Tiny Nick. Just sitting in the
2: studios trying to get to you, It is Wednesday, September 7th, and we are back with another episode of Tiny Nick's Giant Picks NFL Week One Edition. With me today is Pear and Ethan Hyadorn, and Dylan Thomas. On production, we have Peppy, aka the A team, once again. Pear, how we feeling today?
1: Feeling a lot better now that uh, we've got football going and loving that we're what eight and three on college football on zone so yeah we started off baby. well
2: uh we uh we had a little bit of a miracle there on the clemson game so i take full credit for that one ethan how you feeling uh-huh. today excellent and dylan uh, i see you over there uh got your headphones on feeling good um why don't you get us started with a historical
0: fact i can do that It's uh, obviously still not quite football season, which means most of our historical facts are trash. I spent about 10 minutes reading through a bunch of history in tennis, but I'm not going to bore any of you with that information. Instead, this is the most exciting news that I could find. 1988, on this day, the New York Daily reported that boxer Mike Tyson is officially seeing a psychiatrist. (laughs) Why that made the sports news, I'm not entirely sure. It seems more like a personal problem. Uh, obviously, here we are 30 years later. It clearly did not work, but uh, good for Mike. At least he tried.
2: Our day in history continues to get weaker and weaker over time. <laughs> but uh, on that note, let's stick with you, Dylan. Uh,
1: scene of the week. And now, what all you lonely sickos are here for. It's the scene of the week.
0: The scene of the week. Boy, this was a journey finding this one, mostly because I kept getting distracted. It took me uh, I don't know, eight or ten videos in a few days to get here. Um you know, I don't have a don't have a whole lot of stamina, but I finally found one we're sharing. It's called Warning. Shoplifters will be Prosecuted." You heard that correctly. <laughs> uh, we're seeing Angel Wiki, Diana reuse and Alberto Blanco. Uh he is not Blanco though. And um Make a long story short, Diana wanted a new scarf. Her hubby didn't want to pay for it, and so she had to pay for it in another way. Definitely worth a watch.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Dylan, back on track with a a real up-to-date scene of the week. Dylan, where can we catch that scene, and when does it drop?
0: Uh, that is on, uh, the, the B razers and it is on September 12th. We're just a few days out. You can watch the snippet though. They're actually providing a minute and 15 seconds worth of content. So go take a look and get excited. So, speaking of a minute and 15 seconds,
2: yeah. speaking of a minute and 15 seconds worth of content. Uh, Ethan, <laughs> want to give us the bad day? Uh, who was it a bad day for and going into NFL week one? Who do you anticipate seeing uh, have a bad day this Sunday? Oh, you having a bad day.
3: Uh, I didn't know that was part of the bit, but uh, Dylan, did she pay for it by going on a basketball trip and stealing them from a shield?
0: (laughs) No, close. (laughs) Not quite. She uh, used a different set of assets.
3: (laughs) Got it. Okay. Well, there's two ways to get through every problem, I suppose. We're going to move uh, on. There's also (laughs) several ways to get to a bad day. And it was a bad, bad day for Brian Kelly. He is just the dumbest guy in the history (laughs) of the world. Not only is that fake fake accent terrible, uh, he forgot his hair dye at his interview. And after blowing the game (laughs) with his special teams in which the only coach he brought over from Notre Dame was his special teams coach. Then during his press conference the next day, he tried to make a horrendous dad joke about reporters coming in late and while failing to get even a single laugh, a reporter comes in. I'll be on time. Zing zing zing. Give that reporter a raise. Let's lower the CEO to average employee comp. Who else was it a bad day for? <laughs> it was <laughs> It was a bad day for Steelers fans. Not only was Mitch Trubisky labeled the starter for week one, but Mason January 6 Rudolph was named the backup QB spot, (laughs) leaving tiny hands Pickett sitting squarely in third string territory. (laughs) Holy shit. I don't care what Mike Tomlin's career record is as a coach. I don't care what his record is as an underdog. That is a bad day. And finally, it was a bad day for bookies. According to an ESPN survey, a record 46.6 million people are planning to bet on the NFL this year, up 3% from last year. Meanwhile, only 13% of NFL bettors say they will use an unlicensed bookmaker, also known as a bookie. This season, a 2% year-over-year decrease, and betting with bookies is 50% higher in states without legalized sports betting, and every year the number of states without it decreases. So bookies, get out there and start beating down on the corners like you're the mob to get people to pay up. Cause you're dwindling into the sun, like a Mason Rudolph.
1: (laughs) Bad
2: Bad
1: news for the uh, tiny percentage of ancestors for Nick that are Italian. Huh?
2: (laughs) I have no mob family. (laughs) Ethan. Is that it? Is that the end of the bad day segment? That's it. You ended up, you ended up Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Oh, Geez. That's, that's a tough finish there. Now, Ethan, I want to stick with you right away because, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get deeper into a deep dive of things that actually matter. But going into week one this week, you know, we got Bill Belichick, who it could be a, a rough season for. We got Tom Brady, who is pushing 50 years old, uh, among a lot of other situations that could be wrong. Off the top of your head, is there one thing that sticks out to you that you're looking forward to seeing on Sunday uh, in terms of someone falling off or just not succeeding in general, other than your own quarterback in Kirk Cousins?
3: Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to be terrible because he sucks and the Jags are going to upset the Commanders. So it will be a bad day for Carson Wentz.
2: All right. Well, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I, I want to, you know, before we get into it, I'll ask you, I'll ask Pear. Pear, is it going to be a better season? for? Because uh, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the Jaguars, but do you see the Jaguars winning some games this year or do you see them being a, a dumpster fire again this year?
1: The defense is going to be awful again, Um, but Doug Peterson does bring a little (laughs) bit of credibility, especially against Carson Wentz, who he probably knows the most about in the entire NFL. So, yeah, I'm with Ethan Edge to the Jags there. I mean, anything's an upgrade over grabby hands uh, from last year, so.
2: You know, <laughs> now, anytime we brought up the Jags basically last year, it was to make fun of them and bring or point out the fact that Pep knows nobody on their team.
3: Um, Pep or that or, their coach kicked their kicker in the leg or that he thought <laughs> he wouldn't listen to a single coach. Or that he had some smoke bong in the background <laughs> of an interview. Or that he didn't yeah. know what running Next back weeks. was on his
0: team. <laughs> Next week's scene of the week could be entirely composed of Urban Meyer moments from last year's Jaguar season.
2: Oh my God, uh, Urban is uh, Urban is the goat. But uh, I want to stick. Uh, I want to stick to the script here, pair. We got to talk some uh, super contest. It, the 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 listener last year heard us talk about the super contest all year. We didn't take the Jags very often. I don't see that changing much this year unless uh, unless they have a big turnaround. Now, Per, we're doing a different contest this year. Last year, finishing in the top 2% of the Westgate Super Contest. What are we doing this year? What's different about it from last year? And uh, what can the listeners take from our picks? And how are we kind of making our picks as a a podcast?
1: Well, there are uh, three separate entries uh, associated with this podcast. There's one for you and me. There's one for Ethan and uh, Uncle Chode. (laughs) And then there's uh, one for the whole squad. So... Uh, what we're doing as a squad is uh, everybody's going to submit their, uh, their favorite picks of the week. Uh, we're going to compile them into uh, an aggregate and then submit those as our, as our five. And we're in the uh, circa millions, which great positive uh, expected value on this contest this year. There's a guarantee of $6 million prize pool so far. There's $2.5 million being guaranteed by the house on this because they don't have enough entries to cover that. So there's a ton of opportunity here. Uh, It pays out top 100 spots, which is three times as many as the Super Contest, but only barely twice as many entries. Um, So tons of opportunity here. We should be cashing this thing. At least one of us should.
2: Yeah, us. Yeah, the only <laughs> people that have a chance here. Um, and when I say us, I mean Tiny Paris. No offense uh-huh. to TNG picks here, boys. Uh, this is a Tiny Knicks Giant Picks podcast, but uh, as I Definitely said last week, I feel like a Tiny
0: Knicks Giant Picks podcast. As, as I said last week,
2: our uh, we do have uh Pepe's picks coming in, so we're gonna have to find a way to funnel through that. But
1: <laughs> I trust,
2: I trust Paired to be able to manage us and get us uh to the promised land. What I don't want to do is have the same picks in two different contests. So it will be fun to get you know input from Ethan, from Dylan, from Pear, uh, from Pep, from all different directions. I'm sure we'll take some outside influences in for the TNG picks. Maybe we'll do some contests this year. We'll have a uh, you know like Tylin or one of our uh, valuable listeners uh, send us a pick that we do as a guest pick, uh, something along those lines. But speaking of uh, the super contest, Pear, uh, or it's it's circa this year, correct? Is that, and it's, it's six picks. Like you said,
1: five, it Circa, is five picks
2: still. Circa okay. Millions. Okay. Yep. I just wanted to make sure what was the six pick contest from last year. There was a an NFL contest that you picked six. I can't remember which one it was.
1: There's a combined college and NFL one. that. Yeah. More. You wanted to
2: do that one. And I said, I don't know college football well enough to, uh to put down my money for that. Anyways, let's, uh let's break down. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's get right into it with a little bit of a tease up, tease down this week.
1: Tease up. Or tease down.
2: Um, I want to start out right away, pair by uh, going around the horn here and, and kind of figuring out who, uh, who do you think are the best tease up and tease down candidates? Starting with the saints game uh, coming in at five and a five, uh, five and a half point favorite against the Falcons. Uh, what do we need to know here? Obviously a weird quarterback situation with Jameis Winston coming back. Um, what are you thinking?
1: I mean, Atlanta, definitely one of the bottom three or four teams in the NFL. You could probably make a strong case for um i don't see them winning that game certainly so this is kind of an awkward number where your uh, six point teaser is going to get you down to plus half um, which you're not supposed to tease through zero but with this one i'm doing it because that gets you to uh, tie protection and just win baby win i'm gonna take saints on the six point tease.
2: Now, Ethan, uh, five and a half point spread here. Are you comfortable enough to take the spread or are you also going to tease down or are you going to tease up here with the, uh, with the underdog Falcons at 11 and a half
3: at home? I just absolutely don't trust Jameis Winston. I know that was the wrong thing to do as they exploded against the Packers and obliterated them week one of last year. I don't think Jameis coming off of an injury With most importantly, I need to see what happens to a team that loses an actual Hall of Fame offensive genius coach. As much as I hate that psychopath that let Kevin James play him in a movie, he is an incredible coach. And so if I have any belief that a rookie head coach is going to get the most out of Jameis, I'm just not comfortable teasing Jameis on the road to a win. Mariota has been a starter in this league. He's not the rookie. He has Kyle Pitts with him. Uh, Arthur Smith, as much as he was bad last year, I think that whole team had given up on Matty Ice and the weird situation with Calvin Ridley. Uh, So I do like teasing up the Falcons at home and, and getting through the double digits.
2: Now, Dylan, you've had a lot of takes of Jameis Winston over the years. Do you trust Jameis to get it done and cover the five and a half points on the road here? Or do you uh, do you take the points here with Atlanta at five and a half? Or are you teasing Atlanta up to 11 and a half? What are we doing here, Dylan? Um, because I'm with Ethan on the on the kind of the side of I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. And I personally don't really want to bet it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I really wish that Trevor Simeon was still the quarterback in New Orleans, and I'd feel way more confident hammering that line Uh haha that was a joke (laughs) like (laughs) I like Jameis I like Jameis Winston this year um I made kind of a bold prediction last year that I think he could have a really good year throw a lot of touchdowns let's not forget two years ago he led the league in touchdowns he just also led the league in picks by a long shot so um (laughs) I think that uh Jameis is going to come out to play obviously you've got the the two-headed monster of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara there in New Orleans as well so uh even though they're going into Atlanta I i definitely taking new Orleans here don't generally like to tease through zero either to Paris point but getting a win a pick em in essence on the Saints here against what I think will be a very bad Falcons team I'm definitely taking the Saints now
1: let's and get divisive for a reminder for, uh, for Jameis Winston that shoplifters of crab legs will also be pro <laughs> <laughs> let's
3: get divisive for a minute here um the yeah, Miami he was second in the league in touchdowns uh so. Three years Behind the Big Dick Tom, Lamar Jackson. Three
0: years. Is that ago, total touchdowns? I think I think Dylan was probably talking passing, passing touchdowns. touchdowns.
3: Passing. He, oh, was Lamar he? had thirty six passing? I'm so shocked he to said hear that. i I'm actually shocked to hear. that.
2: Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, yeah. Whoever that that guy that called him a running back probably feels like a dipshit that a running back led the league in <laughs> bill bill Poling. touchdown passes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. The uh, you can say what you want, but it's tough to lead the the league in touchdown passes as a running back. Anyways, uh like I said, I want to get divisive here. um I know that this is going to split the room. Pat, Pats, Dolphins, pair. I know where you stand. Uh, I'm 99 percent sure. I know where you stand on this one. You want to take the Dolphins, correct? No. Ooh. <laughs> all right, cool. Because I'm on the same uh, side
1: as you on that. Uh, well, if we're talking, if we're talking. We'll, we'll talk. We'll
2: talk both. I'm the tease up, tease yeah. down. I'll start here just because I skipped the last one. I'm teasing the Pats up to nine points here. um I love it. I think the Pats are. Uh, a lot stronger than people are giving them credit for. And I think the dolphins are not that great. Um, I know the dolphins went on a run at the end of last year. They also played a lot of shitty teams, won a lot of close games. And uh, at the beginning of the year, they were absolutely trash. So pair, I'm, I'm assuming based off of your reaction, you're also taking the Patriots plus nine. Is that because you think well, Mac Jones might take a step forward or are you just too many points?
1: Well, I'm not, uh, I'm not going through zero when it's sitting at three, three and a half, but speaking of three and a half, It is on the move to three and a half. So if you want to take a seven point teaser, get real cute, find something else to put that with. Now you're getting 10 and a half with Belichick against a first time head coach in his first game. He always torments those guys. I don't know. This should be closer, even though the Pats have traditionally had nightmares in Miami in September.
2: And I feel like the steam as of late has really turned against Mac Jones in a way that it's not really deserved, By like, he's not that bad. We don't know what Mac Jones is exactly yet. Yeah, he didn't have the superstar rookie year that maybe a Justin Herbert had, but Mac Jones was pretty solid. He he won a lot of big games for them. And the New England Patriots are not as big of a dumpster fire, I think, as people think they are. I think the New England Patriots are going to hold it together. Ethan, are you teasing through zero here? Or are you riding on the same side as us on the tease up, tease down?
3: Yep, I don't like either of these teams this year. And so I don't like them equally as much, which means I'm going to be teasing the Patriots up. Exactly. How can you possibly take two uh, in more than a field goal favorite against Bill Belichick week one when he's had this entire time to prepare for him? Billy took his boys down there five days early. There's not going to be a hurricane. I do like the Patriots odds to cover the tease up. Dylan, are you
2: rolling with us?
0: On the tease, yeah. But I, if I can get three... On the line, I will take Miami at three um, at the risk of, you know, taking the tie and just uh, uh, relocating that money. But this is Miami. It's going to be humid as shit. It's not New England weather. Uh, like Pear said, week one, Patriots going down there historically has gone Miami's way. Also, we're getting, we're getting a new look here at this Miami offense with two of is additions of, of Tyreek Hill. My other question is, who's coaching the offense for New England? Am I wrong in saying that Matt Patricia might be calling the plays for New England?
2: (laughs) Per, take that one for us. It's (laughs) Matty P.
1: Uh, Yeah. Either Matt Patricia or. Okay, uh, so like is Mac like, Jones. I don't care if Mac Jones it's has so a better bad. second year. <laughs> it's Matt Patricia's P.
0: calling the plays. I, I I don't see I don't see this being a, a real pretty game for the Patriots. I uh, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I'm with the I'll write on do- Dolphins minus three. If it goes to a half, I'll buy that or I won't touch it. Um, but I will tease up as well because I don't think this is a blowout game even in Miami.
2: Matt, uh, Matt Patricia is going to have a, a bounce back Dude. season. Yeah. You heard it here first. Matt,
3: Matt Patricia is the most absurd person in sports. He is the defensive coordinator of the Patriots on what was arguably the Patriots' worst defensive season. Leaves to get go, hired as the head coach of the Lions, has one of the worst 10 years ever, terrible <laughs> offensively, comes back to Bill and gets assigned to call plays. Now he's the <laughs> offense. What is happening with Bill? I had what- to- he can't draft and he can't pick coaches can't pick anyone anymore i had to google it the first time i heard it
2: because i didn't think it was real and i still don't think it was something has to be wrong here there's no way that this guy is being trusted to do anything outside of call whatever defensive plays that he called under bill belichick's footprint and that's because uh belichick's son is the defensive coordinator
3: now right the uh the adderall gum chewer yeah
2: yeah so he couldn't get his old job back and the only person in the league that was gonna hire him is. Yes, man. Bill Belichick. So, uh, that's, that's, that's it. Like Bill Belichick likes guys that respect him and Matt Patricia found out the hard way that, uh, he is a product of Matt or uh, of Bill Belichick and he sucks on his own. So, um, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of move on to the, uh, the Texans and Colts. Um, the Colts are led by Matt Ryan. Now I'm taking the Colts minus two. I'm, I'm teasing it from minus eight down to minus two. Are the Houston Texans still owned by a racist pair?
1: Uh, a racist uh, blackmailer actually Aren't most to be NFL more, teams more exact still owned
0: by a racist.
2: Yeah, Dylan, but it's like, there's like levels to the racism. Okay. So this guy's like a Donald <laughs> Sterling racist. Yeah. Okay. So this guy, uh, this guy is rough. I, I mean the Deandre Hopkins situation, I think he, I, he said something along the lines of he didn't want Deandre Hopkins bringing his baby mamas around the facility or something. And then not soon after Deandre Hopkins gets traded for basically nothing. Um, he tries to blackmail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude Deshaun Watson to the point that now Deshaun Watson has had over 30 girls come out with sexual assault allegations. I don't even know where to start with this Texans team. And on top of all that, the Browns literally... (laughs) the browns literally hired this uh, picked up this guy after all of this stuff i don't even i don't know where to start with this but
3: do they do they still have the the male version of sister Jean running their team (laughs) like the (laughs) chaplain or whatever that weird psycho is
2: i I, I know what you're talking about i'm not sure
3: God, the Southern press to be Anyways, so stupid.
2: We'll, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here real quick. Pep's taking the Colts minus two. Uh, pair, please tell me you're taking the Colts minus two. Let's just fade the shit out of the Texans until they win like five games straight this year because uh, they're also being led by Daddy Longneck, right? The guy with it? like the nine foot net, Mills. Davis Mills. Davis, Davis Mills. Austin. Austin. Yeah. pretty good stats. Last year, though. Yeah, Davis I'm, Mills I'm, threw, it. he had a good rookie year.
1: I'm rolling Colts in this one until they prove me wrong. They They should be a a Super Bowl contender, honestly. Um, and then recapping Pep's teasers, he he wants the oh, Saints no. and he wants the, uh, the Dolphins too. Glad we got that in there.
2: Now, Dylan, I know this one won't affect you as much, but as a minority, I don't really think I'd want to play for the Texans. Um, I don't think I'd want to play for the commanders. So not the most motivating franchises in the world for me, Dylan, do you think that the command or the, uh, the Colts are also going to uh, cover the tease down spread of two points? Or do you see the Texans uh, being able to, you know, cover a two touchdown spread, basically, if you go the other way?
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, take the alt line on Indianapolis here. Colts by two scores. (laughs) So, yeah, teasing it to two is very safe. This will be one of my cornerstone teases of this weekend.
2: Pep has also joined in on the fact that as an Asian man, he doesn't want to play for the Texans. So, Uh, further is my point that the Texans are just not a team that I'm ever going to put money on this year. Either I'm staying away from them or fading them all year. Uh, pair. I hope you're cool with that in the contest because I hate them. They're my least favorite team. Dallas owns Texas. This is Dallas's state. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, Nobody
1: nobody tells Cy not to take the Texans in the contest.
2: (laughs) Cy's all over the Texans, Jags and Lions already. He's got all three of them. Week one. We'll see. (laughs) I'm sure you could probably sprinkle in a Steelers uh, spread on that as well. The whole public's going against them. No, there you go. So uh, let's go around the horn here uh, for everyone's favorite teaser. Quick pair, starting with you, what's your favorite teaser of the week? And uh, is it a one team, two team, three team? Where are we going?
1: My favorite teaser single leg is uh, I'm sure what everybody's is. And it's the, it's the Monday night. It's the Broncos just to get them to win. I mean, that's, Everybody's going to be on it, and I'm walking right into it. I'm sorry. I can't help it.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Now,
2: are you, uh, do you have a, a second leg you want to talk about really quick that you're going to pair that with as your best bet uh, on a tease, or do you want to save that for later in the show?
1: I will save that for later.
2: Ethan, what's your favorite tease leg like this week?
3: Let's ride. You know <laughs> I love winning four out of five games on a five-game teaser, so I'm going to give the people what they want five games. You decide which one to take out. We're going to get, well, here's the thing you'll probably take. I have the Thursday night game in it, so you can take that one out, but I do love getting the Rams up to plus nine. I don't understand how the bills are favored by two and a half in LA. It doesn't make any sense to me. So Rams up to nine, or we can leave that one out. Just make the Sunday teaser. If you listen to this late, I love the Bengals getting them minus a half So. If you have a, I didn't, I'm doing a six and a half point teaser because I got five teams. So, Bengals pick them against whatever the trash uh, Steelers, Mitch Trubisky, throw on the field. The Jaguars up to nine because I don't believe in the commanders uh, at all, name, owner, or quarterback. I love the Chiefs getting them to a win against the Cardinals in Arizona. Don't care. Little man's got no chance against uh, Big Dick Mahomes. And then, the Giants, who I absolutely hate Daniel Jones, but up to plus twelve against this Titans team. I do not trust them at all. The loss of AJ Brown, Derek Henry still coming back from injury. Um, I think that's too much value to get the Giants up to twelve.
2: It's the hard knocks effect. That's all that is. That's the hard knocks effect. He you have an emotional tie. Hard knocks
3: the- effect? For the lions. The Lions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you didn't say the Lions? I said the Giants.
2: Plus oh, 12. I thought you said I thought you said the Lions. No, the Giants no. are an interesting no. team. Uh, with Mac or uh, with Daniel Jones, uh, obviously still being, you know, at the, I don't know what to think of them. It's another team that apparently when we get into it a little bit more, they'll compete
3: against average teams and get, Destroyed against the elite teams,
2: and the NFC East is a lot of average teams. So it's it's one of those things that you it's going to be close games. Can they overcome those close games enough to get into the winning column? We will see. We'll find out a lot about them week one. I don't hate that pick. I apologize. I thought you said the Lions, and I was making fun of you, Dylan. What's your favorite tease
0: leg uh, week one? Yeah, single tease leg. Just to not piggyback on pair. Of course, I'm taking the Broncos, but another one with a similar line. Uh, Ethan mentioned it too you've got Cincy at minus six and a half minus seven depending on the book right now so taking them to beat Pittsburgh at home absolutely lock it in
2: yeah and I uh I think I'm going to be the only one that says this because a lot of people are high on Justin Fields hey, I'm I'm really high on the 49ers this year I think this this week one in the quarterback situation could get dicey but I'm rolling with the the 49ers minus one and I'm taking the Bengals minus a half and I'm throwing the Broncos in there on a three team, basically money line parlay type tease. All these teams, you can tease down to win the game. I love it. That's, those are three teams that if somebody doesn't win, uh, one of those three teams is probably having a bad season because their opponents all suck going up against the Steelers. Are you kidding me? I'm shocked that you guys didn't talk more about the Steelers. Um, I'm sure we will later in the show, but (laughs)
3: Go ahead, Tra- Ethan. Trubisky can't throw left. He's horrible. And this offensive line is supposed to be one of the worst in football. Sure, Mitch is a little more mobile, uh, but mobily able to throw interceptions when he's out of the pocket. So, guy's trash. Ethan, I want to stick
2: with you here. Um, the Packers and the Vikings, I know you're a very honest Vikings fan. You're uh, one of the most honest Viking fans I've ever met in my life, uh, if not the most. This game's coming in basically at a pick 'em. Um, the lines moved back and forth a little bit. Uh, you know, I think right now is it sitting Packers minus one and a half? Yeah, I think the the public is going to jump all over the Packers. They're going to see Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's not going to start out zero and one. I for some reason I think the Packers have started out zero and one of the Vikings uh, a couple times in in the in, in recent memory. And this game is being played in Minnesota. I don't know what to think of it. What are your thoughts?
3: Well. Both teams have a lack of continuity in a different way. You have a whole new offense by the Vikings with a new head coach, someone who will completely call plays differently, same players, uh, but different offensive scheme. And for the Packers, same coach, same play caller, most importantly, same Aaron Rodgers, but no Devontae Adams there to clean up all of his mess. I do think they'll, if anyone can get on the same page as receivers that quickly, it's Aaron Rodgers, who that may be his most valuable skill. He always turns someone into an elite wide receiver, maybe not Devontae Adams level, but look what happened uh, with an un, a white unathletic children, Jordy Nelson, basically average a touchdown a game. <laughs> I believe in Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a great time to get... I hate that the Vikings have to play the Packers week one because they took the suck. strategy of not playing any of their players in the preseason, O'Connell, sorry Mitch, uh, went for health over getting reps up. So I don't like anything about the Vikings having to explore a whole new head coach and defensive scheme with new players against the Packers. I think the Packers are a better value there. Per, what do you want to add to that?
1: Not much at all. Um, I'm looking at the total on this one and seeing a uh, pros versus Joe's situation. 63% of the tickets so far on the over, but 65% of the money coming in on the under. Could wow. be sneaky underplay. Yeah, if, Daddy.
0: This Packers offense. It's worth noting as well that Alan Lazard, who's supposed to be wide receiver one and the you know proposed replacement for Devontae Adams, likely not going to see the field on uh, on Sunday. So there's one of his key weapons, key targets that he does have familiarity with that's not going to be on the field, which perhaps bodes well for Vikings betters, but definitely bodes well for that under.
2: No, I don't know if that's Packers knowledge or Alan Lazard, ISU knowledge there, but uh, we will take it. Uh, He is a real, a weapon for uh, the Green Bay Packers. I just
0: drafted my fantasy teams this week. Knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I love that. Uh, He is. He's more important than people think. Now let's stick with another game that is very hard to pick. It's another one of our favorite teams here on the show. It's my Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Cowboys coming in as a two and a half point underdog at home to, to old man, Tom. Last year at all for it. I don't know if you guys remember that shootout a uh, great game at the end of the uh, end of the game. Cowboys could have won it. Bucks pulled it off by three Cowboys choked it at the end. Uh, the NFL saw that and they decided let's uh, let's throw them in week one again. Good ratings. I, I don't really like it. I don't like starting the season against Tom Brady. It can only, uh, it can 99% of the time that's going to disappoint, but this is uh this is tiny, tiny next giant picks. I am a Cowboys fan. And I am rolling with the Cowboys this week, plus two and a half. It's uh, one of my favorite picks of the week. Pair, I will be arguing to put it into the super contest. Tom Brady has missed most of training camp. Tom Brady has been disengaged. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Uh, Antonio Brown danced his way off the field late last year. Their wide receiving core has not fully come back since. As Ethan mentioned last week, uh, it'll get stronger throughout the season, but they're not there yet. And their offensive line is kind of a mess. I wouldn't mind seeing the Cowboys kick the living shit out of the Bucks this week, obviously. And uh, I really do think the Cowboys have a chance of beating them by double digits. If this game's close and eh, the fourth quarter is probably going the Bucks' way. So uh, we're rolling the Cowboys plus two and a half, hoping that they lose in some fluky two point fashion or just win the game. Like I think they will pair. I will get your take on this one, but uh, I seriously am not going to take any advice that you have on the Cowboys this week at all. And I'm going to force feed them into the super contest down your throat.
1: Actually, I'm not uh, going with, The side on this one just hoping that maybe you'll forget about it if we don't talk about it um but my point is going to be illustrated perfectly by peppy texting me saying over on this game (laughs) so public public peppy weighing in here uh along with 64
2: that's his new name public (laughs) peppy
1: along with 64 of the tickets coming in on the over here everybody remembers that game from last year that you're talking about that shootout uh, to start the season. Uh, n- not so fast. 95%, 95% of the money is on the under in this game.
0: Whoa. All Jerry Jones money. Cause he's blowing Yikes. this game on purpose.
2: <laughs> you know what? I don't, I'm not taking the over. I'm not taking the under, but I'm not taking the over because these quarterbacks played so bad at the end of last year, Tom Brady got in his last game. Nobody really wants to talk about it, but Tom Brady, uh, who'd they lose to again? The Rams, the Rams Rams in in a turnover fest in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in the second half in which nobody wanted that game at all. Tom Brady didn't really play that well at the end of last year. And at some point age has to kick in like Michael Jordan was amazing. you know, up until what 38, 39 years old. And he felt, come on, 45 years old. This dude's going to fall off this year. And Dak Prescott is also not coming off of a compound fracture like he was last year. So the Cowboys should get stronger as well. Um, Zeke is probably still fat so no nah, I, I can't really say anything there he's probably even fatter than he was last year <laughs> they'll just claim he hurt his knee week one and
0: we'll just hope for next year again like we have been the last five years but anything you guys want to add to this one before we move on Zeke was on Twitter all last season and, and fantasy holders were tweeting feed Zeke feed Zeke. And he misunderstood. He, he thought that meant he should eat more. It is funny that the one guy was for more handoffs that, that that did
2: that as a celebration just decided to become fat. Uh, Ethan, do you want to add anything there before we move on to Dylan's Broncos here?
3: No, I, 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 I like the underplay. It's a good play. I lean Buccaneers minus two and a half, but too many unknowns. Uh, I'll take the under fifty one.
2: Okay, Ethan's rolling with public Pepe, or actually Pepe's probably still taking me over here, but uh, Ethan's rolling with the public there. Dylan, under, not... I thought
3: you said ninety five percent of the no. money no, in...
1: was the public. The the over yeah, I want public. the under the under the under is the sharp side on this.
3: Yeah. Just to clarify, parent I'm
1: not rolling with the public as you just... 95% said.
2: of the money is on the under, right? Yes. And 65% of the public is on the over?
1: 65% of the tickets, which tickets. means that's where the, the public yep. is.
2: Yep, nope, yeah. that makes absolute sense. Um, that is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, somehow, one, one of these referees from that game clearly pulled a billion dollars out and put it all on the under because nothing else makes any sense with the numbers that you just told me. I'm horrified to even watch that game. now. <laughs> I don't even know. There's going to be like three touchdowns called back for sure, dude. That's just going to be a fucking mess. Now, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why we're going to move on to the Broncos because they're Monday night, but we are doing just to stick with our favorite team here. So the Broncos are a six point favorite on the road here. We talked about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Drew Locke is starting for the uh, for Seattle,
0: correct? It's gonna be Geno. Uh, double check. They actually, they I know they yeah. said
2: Geno last week. I thought that was. Uh, I thought that got flipped. Uh,
0: I, I checked the Seahawks depth chart. After Ethan challenged me on it because I thought it was still Drew Locke as well, but they did flip it back to Geno. (laughs) Either way, either way, we are looking at without question one of the worst quarterback trees in the entire NFL here between Geno Smith. Yeah, and if you're listening to this
2: show and you're like, "Wow, Nick didn't even know who the quarterback of the Seahawks is," (laughs) it's because I don't fucking care. I'm hammering the Broncos either way. I don't care who they bring in from where. Uh, If I, as long as it's not you know one of the 15 quarterbacks in the league, I give a shit about. I'm taking the Broncos on a tease all day, as I mentioned before. I might even take them on the six-point spread here, Dylan. Are you comfortable doing that as a Broncos fan?
0: I am taking the six points. And like we talked about earlier, teasing the shit out of this. The other interesting play here is that under, um, talking about oddities with the numbers, 79% of the public is on the under in this game. It's set at forty-four and a half. and a half. I mean, don't expect a whole lot of scoring from the Seahawks by any means. The Broncos, obviously, I'm hoping they're more efficient offensively than last year when they averaged, I think it was 19 and a half points a game. Um, but I, I do think that the public might be right on this under. Per, do you have thoughts on that?
1: Uh, I'm not touching the total on this one just because of uh, I, I want to see what that Broncos defense is made of. Obviously, we know the offense can do anything it wants. Most likely. uh, But the defense should be, again, really good because they have the personnel. Um, So this could be a thirty one to three kind of situation.
0: I like that Broncos alt line. You heard it here first.
2: It's going to take a lot more than 12 guys for the Seahawks to stop the Broncos, that's for sure. And that's a Monday (laughs) night game. So uh, keep that in mind. That's going to be a fun one. Um, Now let's get into some, you know, fast track, fast football picks here. Let's go down the list, starting with the most entertaining entertaining game left uh, that we haven't talked about. Probably the Pat Mahomes versus Kyler Murray show. Whether you like Kyler Murray or not, because that can go either way. Uh, same with Pat Mahomes because of Jackson Mahomes. But whether you like them or not, they're the most entertaining quarterbacks in football. And Pat Mahomes is probably the best uh, quarterback in football right now. Ethan, I know you agree with me. Uh, agree with me on that more than most do after what's happened the last two years. But we haven't forgot. Pat Mahomes is the young goat. Pair, do you see? Pat Mahomes kind of being able to keep that momentum going with this weekend wide receiver, wide receiving core. Or do you see that, that narrative that Pat Mahomes relied on the Tyreek Hills and uh, all the, uh, they've lost like three guys this offseason. Uh, they're down to it. Juju Smith-Schuster. So uh, from the wide receiver perspective, does that scare you knowing that the chief's defense sucks huge donkey dick? Or are you comfortable enough to still roll with Pat Mahomes here?
1: I think the, uh, the Chiefs defense is still going to be a liability. Um, but I also think that you're going to see Andy Reid come out and say, oh, you think we lost some people? Watch this. And it's going to be up and down the field all game long. The new Call of Duty has not come out yet, so Kyler Murray should be fairly focused in this game. <laughs> uh, so I think it, it can go back and forth all day. I like the over, even though it's extremely high at 53, 53 and a half um there is a lot of sharp money on the over and honestly i wouldn't mind teasing the cardinals to plus 12 12 and a half um you know you're probably going to get a shootout like i said backdoor how about you tease
2: the over here i know you don't love teasing totals but that was my play on this game i want to tease the over here i know it's still coming in at 47 and a half which is basically a regular total but pat mahomes and kyler murray it's going to be tough to keep them down especially I mean, if you really think about it, in Arizona, it's an indoor stadium, no weather to, to deal with. You got to think this game's going over.
1: If you want to be a smart better, never tease totals. But I see what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I've heard no you say that before.
0: This podcast is here to be a smart better, or degenerate <laughs> okay. gamblers.
2: Uh, and,
0: and and Ethan, I want
1: to uh, probably has to, to be the here. voice of reason.
2: Do you trust the little man, Kyler Murray, to cover a 12 points on a tease here, Ethan, or, uh, or even six on the spread? Or are you also kind of,
3: eh, Chiefs. I tease the Chiefs to win because I believe in them. They've built what is a top three offensive line. That's what's going to matter most. I think Juju's a bit underrated because he had to play with the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger and then Mason Rudolph the last two seasons. I expect him to actually bounce back pretty well in this offense. MVS is a burner down the field, replaces some of Tyreek Hill, and they still have Travis Kelsey. I think if Andy Reid actually devotes it to running the ball more, which he can with an offensive line, I think they're going to be just fine. I don't believe in Cliff, Cliffy Kingsbury. So I do like, I, I think it's, uh, you know, if you wanted to do the in between, the three-leg uh, teaser, you could do it in this game. I think it's between zero and 12 points.
2: Yeah, and when I'm recording this pod, it's really hard to uh for, for me to remember how much Cliff King, Kingsbury sucks when we always talk about Kyler Murray. But Cliff Kingsbury sucks, dude. Like, we watched yes. it in person last year. We watched, like... Yeah, that, that, that they did not deserve to win that game, and that was not a good Vikings team that didn't play a good Vikings game, and they still should have lost that. And how many other games did we see like that? Cliff Kingsbury sucks.
0: Dylan? Yeah, I, uh, Ethan said the magic token here, which is that, that shape that has three sides, comes in varieties, including equilateral and isosceles. This is a triangle game for me. I love Arizona plus 12. I I love Arizona plus 12, but I also think you're really safe taking the Chiefs to win the first game of the year. Um, Keep in mind that Kansas City streak is still running. 17 outright wins consecutively without a cover. So I don't like the Chiefs minus six, especially in Arizona. Tease that down for them to win. Tease the Cardinals up to keep the game close and tease the game over. You got a hammer of a triangle right there. In Pat Mahomes'
3: record in September, I think he's got like two or three losses in his career. Unbelievable.
2: I'm taking the Chiefs minus six here and uh, moving to another game that could very easily turn into a shootout. Uh, let's head, uh, head, head over to Los Angeles. The Chargers and the Raiders, a matchup of two, two of the best quarterbacks in, in the league and the best quarterback division in the league. The total coming in at 52 points, which I'm sure the public's going to be all over the over again. Um, I'm sure public peppy is going to be all over the over in this game because it is two good quarterbacks. What do we know about these defenses pair? What has changed about these teams since last year? And why do the chargers not have to worry about some dipshit ruining every single one of their games in the last two minutes anymore?
1: Uh, Well, the, the problem with the chargers last year was well, late last year, the defense just couldn't stop anything. and sprung leaks everywhere. And it was because of a lot of injuries, obviously. Um, But those personnel issues have been fixed. Uh, anybody know who the uh, stud pass rusher was that played for the Raiders and was traded to the Bears? Khalil Mack? Yes.
2: And traded from the
1: Bears. Yeah. Who does he play for now? Oh
2: yeah, he's Chargers. on the Chargers, and he's thirty-one yeah. years, and he's thirty-one years old. Which I looked up because I couldn't believe when I saw that he was on the Chargers. Uh, they also uh, have a lot, a lot of Joey people would Bosa, not
0: uh, Derwin James and Kyle Van Noy. They've got a and J.C.
1: Jackson. Yeah, oh, he's injured.
0: Oh, I think he, he rolled his ankle this week. No, well, but- yeah, <laughs> this
1: is a this is a much improved defense. Um, I don't know about the uh, about the shootout possibility necessarily uh, because of that fact. I do kind of like uh, the Chargers, though, here. Um, you've got a real even ticket and handle split on this game, uh, but the Chargers should be a much better team uh, in their first game. Than the Raiders, I think you're going to get some public money on the Raiders being the Vegas hometown team. But uh, I'll I'll take the Chargers and a slight lean to the over just because these offenses are so good. But the improved defenses scare me.
2: I'm also taking the Chargers here. And now go Chargers, go! The the number at three and a half, though, does kind of suck. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. Might money line the Chargers here in a parlay or something along those lines. Don't love going over three. Now, Per, uh, I do want to shine light on the fact that I made fun of Brendan Staley and you didn't touch on it. Uh, Staley was, last year was Mike McCarthy-esque at the end of games. Is is Herbert mature enough now to be able to win games against a head coach like Andy Reid, who has been there a million times before?
1: I mean, it's a good question because has he learned from those mistakes or is he married to his you know, analytics numbers and, and i say
2: andy time. reed and not the special teams showed from uh, las vegas because uh <laughs> that's not the example <laughs> yeah. that i wanted to use no.
1: <laughs> no uh brandon staley is not the best coach in the division there's no question about that um but he might have the best roster in the division so they could win some games in spite of his decisions but i do still like some of his fourth down aggressiveness
0: dylan I'm on the Chargers here too. I'm going to take a minus three. I know I talked a lot about liking the Raiders this year. I don't like them week one against an improved Chargers offensive line. They returned all of their weapons. Uh, This will be a good challenge for the Chargers because they are going to see a couple of good uh, edge rushers out of Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. But I I don't think that they lose this game. And I think it's a showcase opportunity for them.
2: Ethan, what are you doing here?
3: Uh, Live betting the game. No interest.
2: You don't know, like the opening number of three and a half.
3: No, no, whatever team goes down first, I'm going to live bet.
2: And uh, now we can uh, kind of get into the, uh, the, the speed round here because we're talking about some games that are just absolute dumpster fire of games. The Steelers and the Bengals. This one should be funny. As I said before, I'm all over the Bengals in this game. I know the, the in, in, in the past, these inner division games, especially in this division, uh, end up being super, super close games. You know, like these tight, you know, running back driven. Get- no, uh, Joe Burrow's the quarterback for one of the teams and not the other. So the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers suck. Um, I, I don't I don't even care uh, who's starting at quarterback for them. Um, they, they're a complete dumpster fire of a franchise right now. The Browns suck.
3: Oh, no, we suck again.
2: Like Ethan said last week, hammer their season under. Worst team in football, eight and a half games, no fucking way. That's my rant. The, the biggest rant I'm going to go on this week is the Cleveland Browns are the Cleveland Browns of 2016 again.
0: Get used to it. They suck. Um, besides, Put a bag on your head, Cleveland Browns fans. Y'all suck. Besides their
2: defense, which could be decent until they all request a trade after week six. So I've had enough of that, uh, that dumpster fire of a franchise. Saints, <laughs> Saints at the Falcons this week. Uh, I'm absolutely staying away from this game uh Jameis is hilarious i want Jameis to have a good game uh, i wouldn't be surprised i don't want i don't want to be upset because Jameis is throwing interceptions i want to be able to laugh with uh, with everybody else about it so i'm not touching this game anything you guys want to add to that one
1: 88 percent of the money coming in on new orleans that's pretty high <laughs> yeah
0: hell yeah i wish I like that the, uh, I like the, the under thing. Thing too. Here's the only thing I'm going to add to this game is that I wish Jameis Winston would have stolen from Win Dixie instead of Publix, just because that nickname would have really rolled well. Oh, Win Dixie Winston. I really like that name. <laughs> so done. Saints on a tease here, but I'm not. I don't think I'm going to play the line.
2: And, and pair before we move on. What do we need to know about the Falcons' offense without Calvin Ridley? No Matt Ryan anymore.
1: Ty Pitts and Drake London are sneaky. Um, I, I think that's a good receiving duo. Question is. Can Sneaky Mariotta bad.
0: Can, and Davis get the <laughs> ball over
1: there. <laughs> can Mariota do it? I think they're going to score a lot of points in garbage time, but not no. against the Saints. <laughs> no, the side.
2: answer is no. My, Mariota threw a touchdown to himself and still lost the last time <laughs> I watched him play competitively. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not riding that wagon. Uh, 49ers at Bears. Soldier Field, never an easy place to play. As I mentioned before, all over the 49ers this year. I don't know if I love them, uh, you know, with a seven-point spread, but this is a big tease play for me. Uh, Ethan, any reason that you you think Justin Fields is gonna take a big step?
3: No. He's got no weapons, no offensive line, and an organization that doesn't believe in him. Don't
2: they have Kyle Mooney?
3: Yeah, he's a guy. Darnell one, Mooney. One guy.
2: Is that his name? Darnell Mooney. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Mooney's yeah, not they have
3: bad. One, yeah, Kyle Mooney's on SNL. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's not <laughs> bad. But he's one guy. That's it. He's one guy and he's unproven. So I I just it's not gonna work. I don't believe in it.
1: Pair, what do you want to add there? Pass on this game.
2: Yeah, it's not the most fun game in the world, Dylan. I'm not even going to ask you, so we'll move to the Lions and the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are coming in or going to Detroit, uh, the Hard Knocks, All-Stars. I, I don't know what to think of this game because I, I've mentioned a pair. I'm not a big believer in the Eagles this year. But at the same time, I this did make my top five list uh, originally for me and pair. Um, in our original discussions Perry is is it also in your top five list because four points does seem a little small to me for a quarterback in Jalen Hurts that beats the shit out of bad teams and gets destroyed
1: by good teams yeah we were talking about this pre-show that uh why is it sitting at four and it's just stuck on four 72 percent of the handles 73 percent of the tickets coming in on Philadelphia yet you have a sharp line freeze here that is super scary it is it does speak to a little bit of public attention on, on the uh, hard knocks effect for the lions but man that it should be more than four something something mm-hmm. doesn't smell right but i don't know the lions can't their defense is so bad they can't defend a multi-dimensional offense like this
2: i think it's probably because vegas knows jalen hurt sucks I,
1: I do i do like the over in, a, <laughs> in another pros versus Joes situation 61 percent of the handle on the over 59 percent of the tickets on the e- under Eagles beat them 44-6
3: last year. I, I, I can't get that out of my head.
2: Guys, my screen just flashed as I'm looking at odds for the Patriots. Just moved from plus three to three and a half against the Dolphins this week at Miami. I'm, I'm on the Patriots. That's, that's a top five pick for me. I'm on the Patriots plus three and a half, as we talked about before. I'm also going to tease them up to, like paraset said, if I can, six and a half to ten now. Kind of like that. Um, any, any reason that I, I shouldn't do that, guys? Any, anybody uh, against that?
3: no crickets not going to defend Tua. yeah to it's, a that's, non-crowd
2: we don't even need to spend more time on that because we already talked about that game earlier but that we're going to learn a lot about Tua in this game we're going to lo- learn a lot about the bill the 2022 version of bill belichick as well and whatever his uh molly eating son is doing <laughs> um the you know, the colts at the texans uh another game that we talked about for a minute earlier um i'm, I'm rolling with the colts uh, i'm fading the texans all year uh pair uh, i'm sure you don't have it up front because i didn't ask you to get it up uh in front of you before but if you can look it up while uh while we talk here of what the the texans were against the spread last year i am very curious because i do remember davis mills uh breaking some hearts multiple times so i will say stay wary of the double digit uh spreads for the texans um when when the spreads get into the double digits later in the season davis mills back basically all of those at the end of last year i'm pretty sure dylan anything yeah. you want to add Dave- here?
1: Eight and nine ATS last season.
2: Eight and nine. It's not. It's, yeah. It's not. Uh, not great. Not horrible. But uh, I, a uh, lot of those were backdoor really, double dishes. Really,
1: yeah, those eight not
0: horrible for how bad of a
1: team they were. Yeah, yeah. those eight ruined a lot of people's days. Especially, yeah. I remember one with the Chargers when we had them.
2: Yeah. So so be careful. But as a seven special. But you, Dylan, you got to think the Colts uh win this game by a touchdown, right?
0: At least. Yeah.
1: I yep. I mean I've got I've got Colts by ten here.
2: Yep. Yep anything anybody want to add there should we move on
1: look uh take a look at public peppy here uh says he likes the over on this game well for once old peppy public is on the right side because the (laughs) the tickets are split about 50 50 on the total but 82 percent of the handle on the over
2: yeah it's because what a weird game to like the over for pep i don't (laughs) i don't even i
1: don't even know where to go with that
0: No, always gets himself into that. Every week, we'll be in our group chat, and Pep is texting. He's like, you guys watching this Texans game? It might go over. And I'm like, no, I'm not watching the fucking Texans game.
2: (laughs) And Pep, maybe you should watch some more Jaguar games so you know who – you can name more than two players on their fucking roster. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll move over to to Baltimore. Um, Baltimore going up against New York this week. Um, We don't know much about the Jets uh, other than that they're a young team. They got a, a quarterback that likes to bang moms, and he's banged up right now. Parrot, I'm not gonna bet on this game. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from it. But uh, Ravens Jets, what are you doing here? Do you trust Lamar Jackson to cover uh, to cover the spread, or are you staying away from it?
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm teasing the hell out of this game. Um, it's another uh, pros with Joe's game. Uh, everybody's all over this one as well, just like with the the Broncos. What's the
2: uh, opening spread?
1: Uh, it's been a two-point move to Baltimore from an open of four and a half. Now it's sitting at six and a half. Uh, so that steam building them up. Just crazy I, to me.
0: That, I mean, how does this game open at four and a half?
2: Yeah, I don't trust Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco is going to get absolutely blown out here. Um, I don't understand the spread, but like you said, Dylan, um, you know, it doesn't make much sense.
0: Yeah, I, uh, you, our quarterback matchup here is Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's that's pretty easy money in my opinion. Uh, I think this Ravens offense historically opens up in midseason form too. Uh, I can't say the same about the Jets. The Jets are usually one of the slowest and shittiest teams in the NFL. <clears throat> I think if this was week six, the Ravens would be favored by 13 points. I don't think the spread would be anywhere near as close. And the fact that it opened at four and a half is asinine, six and a half is more reasonable. I'm still taking that. Um, take it before it moves to seven.
2: Now, Dylan, I want to um, stick with a team that you know a lot about for obvious reasons. Uh, the commanders are a two and a half point favorite, as we talked about earlier at home. <laughs> uh, are, you, are you rolling with uh, the Washington commanders here? Or are you, uh, you with Ethan and understanding that Trevor Lawrence is probably going to be uh, good enough to upset a team here? Upside a shitty team mean, here.
0: Yeah. I mean, both not very good football teams. Dumpster. Um, I'm more than likely not going to be playing this game. Um, uh, if I had to, if you had a gun to my head, I'd take the Jaguars just for shits and giggles. I, I have no faith in the commanders, like Ethan said. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence comes back a little bit better this year. They added uh, Etienne at uh, running back. Yeah, so, yeah, Travis Etienne. Yeah, we'll we'll see what they're able to do. I don't expect anything fancy out of them, but they could pull six or seven wins this season.
2: Uh, Perry, do you want to add anything there before we talk about the other dumpster fire game and we move on to college football quick?
1: Yeah, super pillow fight here, but uh, there has been a big sharp play on Jacksonville, actually, because it was four. And then now it's moved down to two and a half, uh, 71% of the handle on Jacksonville tickets, split 50-50. Manders
0: also don't have um, uh, Chase Young this weekend. So if there was someone who's gonna get in there and interrupt Trevor Lawrence, not let him get comfortable and send them into that dumpster fire early, it's probably Chase Young and he won't be on the field.
2: Giants at Titans, close your eyes, tease the uh, Giants up to 11 and a half. And Pear, let's move on to Pear's College Corner.
0: Man, I love college.
2: Uh, pair. I want to get right into it with you today. Um, I am sure nobody has anything else to say about that horseshit giants and Titans game Chandler, go Titans, whatever tighten up. Uh, we'll give, uh, we'll go Chandler the benefit of the doubt to give them more than five seconds. But you know, if the Titans lose this game, they're not a contender. If they win this game, who cares? Um, pair, you know, let's talk, uh, let's talk some college football. Um, we saw one of the most entertaining weekends in my opinion of college football in a long ass time. And as a guy that really doesn't care about it, Ethan, this is a test, Ethan, a guy that does not watch college football.
3: Do you know what happened at the end of the LSU game? Uh, no, I heard it had something to do with special teams. Some oh. uh, old guy at the uh, bar told me,
2: um, how, uh, bar. how do you know about Irwin the chip? <laughs> how do you know
3: about the chip Kelly situation? I saw a video on Twitter of a reporter telling that joke to him. that's all it took to make it into the
2: bad day segment. That's as far as anything goes deep. Correct. It was a really funny video clip, but you know, everyone's hyping this uh, Alabama, Texas game this week. Um, you know, as we saw last week, uh, the hyped football games turned out pretty fun and the, uh, the lopsided ones didn't, I think Texas sucks. I've been against Texas, you know, for a long time. I think Sam Ellinger was a good quarterback that had his career wasted by a weak ass Texas longhorn team. Um, Saban has to crush his former assistant here, right? And uh, Alabama in the first half last year, one of your favorite bets. You still rolling with that here? Do you think Texas gets the brand name here, and that's why there's not a bigger spread? What are we doing?
1: Yeah, I don't think this game lives up to the hype. Uh, um, Like you said, Alabama first halves, it's just that simple. Um, Saban crushes former assistants, and then he cruises in the second half. So look for Alabama first half minus 11. Also, Alabama first-half team total over 23. And,
2: Per, there was a lot of concern about Sam Hartman's health and what that meant for Wake Forest this, uh, this year in the ACC. Uh, we saw Florida State pull off a, a big win, um, you know, as we just talked about against LSU. Maybe the, Wake, or maybe the ACC has a chance of getting a little bit better, and Wake Forest had some high-scoring games last year. Uh, is, is, uh, Sam Hartman playing this week and what's that mean for this game against a poor, poor shitty ass sec bottom feeder Vanderbilt team?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll let Dr. Ethan address Sam Hartman's injury. What's they're calling a effort thrombosis. Um, kind of interesting, but, uh, it sounds like he's back. So the sharps have been just hammering the over in this game. Uh, I assume that means that, that Hartman's going to be playing, with him, this Wake Forest offense is unstoppable, especially against a Vanderbilt defense that has so far allowed 41 combined points to Hawaii and Elon, not Musk. Um, <laughs> the The Wake offense is just feast here. Um, but Vandy is showing signs of life on offense with dual threat quarterback Mike Wright. Uh, Wake's got a poor defense. Over 66 is definitely the play here.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I I gotta go. I gotta be honest. Every time we put uh a wake forest game on the uh, zone coverage last year. It was a very entertaining game. So I'll be tuning in. Now you've been telling me about this Tennessee offense for quite a while here pair. And uh, I'm starting to buy in a little bit. Uh, they showed out last week, but you know, the competition's only going to get better. Obviously no Kenny Pickett for uh for Pitt anymore. Uh, can they keep pace against the Vols or is this a game that kind of turns into a runaway right away?
1: Um, well, you've got uh, Pitt in a flat spot off of a, a tough rivalry game last week but they got to be scared coming out of that game because they gave up 31 points to West Virginia who's not known for offense and in that rivalry game that's usually defined by tough defense and running the football uh, so seeing this Tennessee offense roll into town that's pretty scary uh, the Vols last week it was early in the third quarter they put up 45 points pulled their starters put up another 14 points this team just does not quit scoring on you. Um, they will uh, keep firing all day long. Uh, that's their coach's mentality. Last season, these teams combined for 75 points. And that was before the Tennessee offense really got rolling. I, I think this is going over 66 as well.
2: Can't deny it Bear. Uh, before we, uh, wrap up the college football session, any other winners you want to give us this weekend being that you, uh, Alone on your own, uh, I will say that the Paris side of Tiny Paris is uh, rolling in at eight and one with college football right now.
1: Yeah, so a uh, couple of ones in rapid fire here. Give me New Mexico plus seventeen on Friday night against Boise. Got to hold your nose for that one. Um, Miami Hurricanes team total over thirty-eight and a half, and Oklahoma State minus eleven over Arizona State.
2: Ethan, best bets for the weekend
3: go. The best bet is my uh, daddy parlay, which includes the Panthers minus one and a half Eagles minus four Packers minus one and a half buck. Daddy's minus two and a half.
2: Dylan, what are your uh, top plays for the weekend?
0: Uh, First thing I'm going to (laughs) do is fade what Ethan just said hard. Um, Second thing I'm going to do. I hate to do this on uh, on week one, but I think these lines, like I said, haven't quite caught up. So I'm taking two of the biggest lines of the weekend one of them being Bengals minus six and a half one of them being Broncos minus six and a half we talked a lot about teasers this week too I'm gonna throw a plethora of teasers but those are my two favorite straight lines
2: and pair uh tell us what uh public Pepe's taking
1: well he's uh he's arching his back and getting real stubborn he just loves that box over uh that's one of his top plays he also loves the lions plus four which now I feel a lot better about the Eagles
2: and and uh the moment we've all been waiting for uh tiny paris let's get into it pair uh the top six plays of the week for both of us uh let's start out with yours pair what do you got um Break it down for me. Well, I got six
0: games on Sunday that I'm releasing absolutely free. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Absolutely. Hey, I
3: oh, oh, I believe. I believe.
1: Yeah, I'm going against Pepe on uh, the Cowboys, first of all. Take the under there. I love the Broncos, minus six and a half. I like the Cardinals Chiefs over 53 and a half. Also give me going to college. The ones we just talked about, Alabama, first half minus 11. Lake Forest Vandy over 66. And Tennessee Pitt over 66.
2: There you have it. And for my top six picks of the weekend, I'm going to stick with the NFL um, pretty much as always. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, plus two and a half against uh, Tom Brady. I love it. Um, if we win this one, I'm not going to hear shit from you guys for a few weeks. So if I lose it, probably not going to be able to take the Cowboys for a little bit. And as I said, Baker Mayfield revenge game against the worst karma dumpster fire town of all time, Cleveland. Uh, I, I think this spread makes no sense. I thought it would be, uh, you know, Carolina at least minus three, three and a half. Carolina right now is coming in at one and a half. Get on that one earlier. early. I'm going to take the 49ers and the Colts on a tease here. I love those two, uh, and I will say you could also sprinkle in the Broncos any which way you want it. I think the Broncos uh, also cover the tease. The reason I didn't put them in my top plays is because I'm also taking the Broncos ATS. I think the Broncos absolutely destroy this weekend. Dylan, don't get used to it. Um, we'll see what danger Russ turns into. It's going to be interesting. And my last uh, top play of the week is going to be the Patriots plus three and a half against you guys. I, I, I just think that, you know, Bel- and not, not against everyone, but I just think Belichick covers three and a half points here. I'm not a big Dolphins guy. I think the Dolphins are kind of a dumpster fire franchise. And if I had to throw in another pick, I know it's public, but what's going to be more fun than rooting for points in a Kyler Murray, uh, Patrick Mahomes shootout 53 and a half at, uh, at uh, Arizona this weekend. Like I said, indoor stadium. Should be a lot of fun. Anything you guys want to add before we get out of here?
0: Peppy added another lock in the chat here. Iowa State money line against Iowa this weekend. Yep, I'm glad you brought that it. up. I don't want to hear a peep. That's a lock.
2: I'm glad uh, Pepe brought that up because I don't talk a lot of college football. And I joke around about my knowledge because we have a literal psychopath that watches every single moment of every college game here on this show. So I'm not going to try to pretend like I, I know as much as him. Um, but Iowa state plus three and a half. There's the, the, the fantasy football draft is a, is a near in. the, the plus three and a half spread from Iowa state against Iowa this week uh, doesn't make much sense to me. It is at Iowa, but that extra half a point is too good to pass up. I'm not taking the money line, Dylan. I am taking ISU plus three and a half for a half unit. That's my college football play of the week before we get out of here. Anything you guys want to add
1: hammer the under in that game. Jesus. Yeah, we talked oh, yeah.
2: about that, Pear. If you see a four in in front of the total on that game, you just, uh, it's not getting that high. I, I guarantee you that. So unless there's uh, seven special teams, touchdowns, and four block punts, which I just I, I don't see it happening. And, Pear, where can we find you?
1: Well, I'm on Twitter at NoBlackHobbits railing against this new woke Middle Earth. I demand that hobbits and elves and dwarves and orcs be white the way Jesus and the Founding Fathers intended when they wrote the Declaration of Independence. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: and Dylan, on the contrary, where can we find
0: you? How do I follow that? This guy's writing his new handles every week. That's insane. Um, No, you can find me in line to get my next booster shot. I I had COVID for the 17th time, and I feel like I'm closer and closer to death each time I get it. So I'm going to go start packing in these booster shots. I heard you can get like 12 or 13 at a time now.
2: If you didn't listen to our first 50 episodes, you would be so politically confused listening to you too. Does someone just have They would know you're trying to be offensive, but they wouldn't even know which side of the aisle anyone is on besides
3: Dylan, because of his appearance. Um, Ethan, (laughs) where can we find you? Uh, On Twitter, hate liking Rudy Gobert summer content. (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, I also not a huge believer in the
2: Rudy Gobert trade. Uh, If Rudy gets hurt at all this year, uh, I will be hate tweeting the Timberwolves for the rest of the next five years. You can find me on Twitter. Speaking of hate tweeting, uh, at the real tiny Nick. You can find me and Pear, uh, tiny Paris on uh, zone coverage, tiny Nick's giant picks there as well. And you can find us on Instagram at tiny Nick's giant picks. Like I said, this is our 51st episode, really excited to get into another football season here. Uh, this is going to be the year boys. Cowboys are finally, finally going to shut you guys up. And uh, it only took 28 years to get there. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Go Cowboys. All right, guys, before we go, you can find me on zone coverage at Tiny Nicks Gambling Picks, uh, on Twitter at The Real Tiny Nick. And you can follow our podcast on Instagram at Tiny Nicks Giant Picks. Andrew, where can we find you?
0: So you can find me at uh, Pepping15, both on Twitter and Instagram. Um, last name is P O E P P I N G 15. You can find me on there for any sports related stuff so feel free i'm to sure
2: people really needed the spelling so that is appreciated dylan where can we find you
0: i'll make it a little easier i'm mused success on every platform m-u-s-e-d success that's instagram and twitter
1: and uh pair where can we find you uh, i'm on twitter at the paris p-a-r-i-s-1-1 the paris 11
2: all right thanks guys see you soon